Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Katie. Hey, Brittany. So it is an election year, which is, I think, unfortunate for all of us because we have to hear about it being an election year, or a presidential election year, I should say. So it's even bigger than usual. It's going to be crazy. Worse. People, Yes, worse. People love to lose their minds over this kind of stuff. And, you know, I think a lot of people like to just ask you who you're supporting for, for president, but what they really want to know is they want to know like what party you support, right? Mm-hmm. They don't ever ask, like, what is your opinion on foreign policy or something like that. They always just ask, you know, are you, are you Republican? Or are you Democrat? Those are the two things you hear over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And what those two things are, political parties, obviously. And the reason you only hear about the two of them is because we live in this, this two-party system, as we call it, where even though there are people with other beliefs, there's we really only operate between like the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, and you're one or the other. And it's it's so funny to me, Katie, because Imagine separating every single person in this country by just one thing, which is what this is doing, right? Saying you have to fit into this box or you fit into that box. I don't know. Have you ever been asked that if you're a Republican or Democrat before? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, it's one of the ways that we have been divided and another way that we, you know, we categorize each other and especially such a polarized time. I feel like, I mean, we all know that Trump really was this great polarizing um, dividing factor in in this country's politics. I think we I I had never seen anything like it. Um, and so now, because people feel so passionately, most people feel so passionately about his tenure as president. Um, it's almost this way of like, if you know who someone voted for, who someone's supporting, or what political party they're affiliated with or support. It's like you fill in these blanks and and suddenly that's all you need to know about a person. And then you know, you know, where they stand on all these other issues and how they raise their kids and, you know, what kind of food they eat or what kind of music mm-hmm. they listen to. Like, or how they felt try. about vaccines or how they felt yeah. about COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't even try to get to know each other anymore. It's just like, oh, well, all I need to know about you is, you know, who's your who's your candidate? And then, you know, I'll decide if I like you based on that or if you're a good person based on that. It's funny. I, I've never been into sports. That's never been my thing. But I, I've seen football fans get really like angry at each other for being on opposite sides of, of these teams. And it's always funny to me because I'm like, it's just a sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It, why does it matter? And, and it's sad to me that politics almost feels the same way. Like people just like to be on a team and they like to to, you know, be on this team or the other team. And it's it's funny because, again, I feel like there's more than than two options, but we've We've gotten into this two-party system, which is a really big problem because actually George Washington was very, very worried about the two-party system. That was something that that they didn't – he was hoping that we wouldn't have to deal with as a country in the future. In fact, he even mentioned it in his farewell address because he thought that it would it would make like the actual important issues less – important to the public, right? They wouldn't care so much about the issues. They'd care about the party. They'd care about the team, we'll call it, that Mm -hmm. you're on. And he also was worried that it would lead to people who shouldn't be running for office, running for office, because it was like they became these, like a team captain almost. You know, I I do think of it as a lot like sports. And so it's funny that he had the wisdom to give that warning back in, I I actually don't remember what year he left office. I feel like I should know this, but long time ago. It was a really long time ago. And that that was such a – it ended up coming true. You know, what he said 
was I wish we would have listened to it more. Um, and there was also, I think, this this fear of his that it would make people too powerful, make the government too powerful, because once you get somebody to believe in your team or to, you know, you know, well, yeah, be, you know, believe in your team, then you get them to kind of hand over all their trust to you. Because like you said, Katie, they don't have to get anything to know anything more about you. It just Mm -hmm. becomes, oh, well, you're on team red, you're on team blue. Okay, you know, make my decisions for me. Um, And it's, it's scary to me. And because it does make politics more of a almost like a wrestling match, not even like a sports game. Um, it's it's scary, but I, I I don't know if you have a comment on this. Can you see how some of these fears have come true? Yeah, I mean they've they've definitely come true. I don't even know how else to say it except like <laughs> yes, sorry George, we did the thing you told us not to do. <laughs> it's terrible, but it is, and it's um, you know I wonder sometimes you know where it came from, how it came to be this way. I definitely feel like it is. Um, it's a form of tribalism, right? Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometimes if, you know, we've seen these um, this decrease in um, healthy forms of tribalism, like, you know, people... Now, what would you think is a healthy form of tribalism? Yeah, so like our family, right? Mm-hmm. Our family unit should be um, a, a tribe that we feel like we belong in and that has our back and that we have a lot in common with these people and, and we know them really well. Um, a lot of people used to have really strong faith, whatever their faith was. And so their religion was, you know, kind of a tribe that they could fit into. And I think that we are kind of wired to seek out people that are like us and to re- surround ourselves with people who um, at least ideologically are similar to us. We were comfortable when we're, you know, kind of surrounded by a a tribe that feels supportive and that we feel like we don't have to explain ourselves to. Um, and I think that that actually makes, you know, healthy societies when you have strong family units, but we don't really have strong family units anymore. And we have all of these other areas where um, a place where healthy tribalism can occur and actually maybe make societies better. Um, we instead are focusing ourselves on things like sports and things like politics, where we desperately want to be understood, we want to fit in. And so we find that in our politics or in our jerseys that we wear on the weekends. Um, and, and I don't know how you get back from it. And, and I think another thing it's done that I think is, is really terrible is it's made people kind of dumb. Um, Mm. people don't have to really think they just find a celebrity type personality that they really like. And they kind of just do whatever that person um, tells them to do. They don't have to think really hard about the issues. They don't have to be very educated about the um, more nuanced aspects of um, their, you know, political, um, the politics, I guess, of, of their country. They can just say like, oh, well, that's my team. And I don't really have to think about it anymore. Like, I like that guy. And, and so we have, I think, a population that, definitely doesn't take the time to learn and understand the way that I believe we we used to. Yeah, that's that's what's so scary, but I think you're exactly right where it's almost like they pawn the responsibility of actually having mm-hmm. to learn anything right. off because you just – in fact, uh, for some of our you know listeners, your kids, you have not voted yet, but there's actually – you don't even have to look at each candidate or each policy you're voting on. They have a – what is it called where you just click – 
the Republican. Right. What is that exactly. called? There's a word for that. And I don't know what it is. But literally, you could literally just go in there and say, nope, I'm just going to vote for all the Republicans. Nope, I'm just going to vote for all the Democrats. And you don't even have to go in there and look at everything. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes there'll be people sitting outside the polling places and they'll hand you sample ballots. So these will be people yes. who were volunteering for the Republican or the Democrat party. And they'll hand you sample ballots that basically just tell you what to vote for or who to vote for to make sure you're doing everything the party is supporting. And it's it's just such a weird it's you're right. It's such a weird way for a for a country of people who who we like to feel educated, you know, to just do what other people say. And I think the other thing is, is, you know, I mentioned earlier that not everybody fits in in a, a box perfectly and there are other ways to be and there are other parties. There are third parties. But when people talk about running as a third party candidate or or voting third party, Republicans and Democrats get very upset because they'll say things like, oh, well, if you vote for the libertarian candidate, you're taking votes away from this person and you're going to let that means you're going to let Trump one win and things like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and they almost get mad at you for not voted like they'd be less mad at you if you were voting for the opposite political party as long as you're not voting third party. Which yeah, is- for sure. Isn't it so silly? It's it's just so funny. And there's so many third parties. I don't know the exact number, but I know obviously there's a libertarian party, which is different because there's libertarians with like small L people who identify as being libertarian. And those sometimes those people can be there's I've even met leftist libertarians who are the Democratic yeah. Party and they're civil libertarians. And then there's Republicans like I became a libertarian when I was I, I was still a Republican or, or conservative. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but then there's the Libertarian Party, which is a little bit different. So that's a third party. There's independent candidates. I actually, but the first time I was registering to vote when I was 18, I didn't, I didn't really know what I believed in yet, but I know I didn't want to be one party or the other. So I, I was very proud of myself for registering as an independent. Yeah, that's an appealing was, title. Yeah, it's an appealing title because you feel like, well, I'm open minded. Even though I'll be honest with you, Katie, I was like captain of the Young Republicans. Like I was definitely <laughs> a Republican at the time, but I yeah. felt very open minded <laughs> being an independent. There's like the Green Party. What other parties are there? I think there's actually a Socialist Party, isn't there? Yeah. And it was really, it's funny that we would have this conversation today because I was actually driving with my kids earlier today. I had two of my daughters and my son in the car with us and my daughters are grown and um, my my son is 14. And and we somehow we were talking about, well, not somehow, we always end up talking about politics and stuff, but <laughs> we were talking about it and, and my son said, so we're like libertarians, right, mom? And I, I said, well, I mean, I don't know, kind of, but not really. Like, I don't know if I'd consider myself a an uppercase libertarian. I definitely have, you know, libertarian leanings, but, you know, I don't, I don't really know what, what box I can comfortably say that I fit in anymore. <laughs> and maybe that's best. Maybe that's how I prefer to be. It's funny you bring that up. I felt that way. I feel like I'm actually feeling more and more like that the older I get. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. I feel like I don't know where I belong. <laughs> you I know. know. And I'm kind of okay with that. I, I always just tell people when they're like, you know, what what are your political beliefs? I'm like, oh, I'm a Britney. Like I'm a me. I don't know. I don't know that no, there's but any that's word. True. <laughs> to I feel it. like you're right with our, you know, both of us, I think I think we're close to the same age, but um maybe that is some of the wisdom that comes with getting older where Maybe we really have actually broken out of the two-party way of thinking. Like maybe we're not trying to break out of it. Maybe when you when you feel like the answer to that question is, I don't really know that I fit anywhere. I'm just me and I'm going to like take the ideas and the the things that are most important to me and I'm going to, you know, do my voting based on those things. Or like, live those things. Yeah, like maybe, maybe we've arrived. Yeah. Maybe we made it. <laughs> 
like, you know, doing things that like being an entrepreneur, if that's something that, you know, is important to you, you're doing that. And then as you know, we talk about on the show a lot, like being an entrepreneur, you're creating value for other people and you're doing, you know, this and this and that. So yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like I'd rather live how I believe than, than vote for it. Though some, though I do vote sometimes. I don't know if Connor would. Yeah. Well, no, Cause Connor, I think, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for him. I know a lot of libertarians don't like voting. Some of them do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and the that's the thing. thing though, even within the libertarian party, people are different. They don't, you know, mm-hmm. some people do want to vote and some people are really loud about you have to vote for the libertarian candidate. This is how we win. And then other people are like, well, no, because I still don't think that voting is the right way to do things. So so how could we possibly stamp an R or a D or even an L on ourselves and say, oh, everything that I believe is encompassed within this platform's, you know, statement or their their mission or whatever. Like that doesn't work. It doesn't even work within parties. We're too different. Do you think there will ever be a third party candidate who's able to to win? Uh, I feel like people I guess, are starting. People are starting to see things are pretty messed up. I feel. Yeah, but I agree. I, with I don't that. know if they're there yet. <laughs> I think that. Um, I think that people definitely know that something is wrong, and people are definitely not happy with the two party system. So maybe you know, like maybe, and and then there's the other side of it where. Um, I think that, you know, we talked about Dr. Paul um, in earlier and and I think about him and um, so I think it's kind of a twofold question. Could a third party candidate win? Yes, I believe they could. Would a third party candidate be allowed to win? I don't know about that. Like, I think that they're both the Republicans or Democrats. <coughs> Excuse me. I think that both the Republicans and the Democrats can be united in wanting to keep a third party candidate from ever actually competing in a fair race or winning. So that's, that's another aspect of it, I think. No, I think that's, that's absolutely right. Cause we saw that not only with Ron Paul, but you know, the democratic party did that to Bernie Sanders who Ron Paul would never fall in line ever. Uh, Bernie Sanders actually ended up kind of falling in line with him in the end with the Democrats, which I think just goes to show you why Ron Paul is so important. But, um, you know, and there's a lot of, even if you don't agree with them, I've said this before, I I really like just as a person, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, who's running. We don't agree on a lot of things, but I like that. I like that he's daring to run independent. You know, I like I like people who shake things up. That's what I should say. I admire uh, candidates who shake things up. So. So, yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree with you about Kennedy. Like, yeah, I think he's at least, I think, a good person. And that's yes. refreshing. And I think he's seen his family was not a not loved by the CIA or the government. So he's seen some things, too. But overall, yeah, I, I like when people dare to stand up to the, the two-party system. Even, again, if I don't agree with them on everything, I just I like seeing someone willing to do that. So whether we can get rid of the two-party system – I don't know. Like I said, I'd like to think so, but who knows? Um, what do you guys think? This is a good conversation for you guys to have, you know, and maybe talk about what the two-party system is, what what, what the other parties are. Because, again, I think there's so many third parties, I couldn't even name them all. But I love that they're there because I think there should be as many parties as there are people, really. Well, and we I think will wrap it the, up there. Oh, go ahead, Katie. Oh, I was just going to say, I think one of the great ways for parents to address the two-party kind of dogmatic um, – political, excuse me, views of, of most of the country with their kids is to really just talk about issues, like sit down at the dinner table and talk to your kids about 
the things that they're seeing in the news or the things that your family is is talking about that they're hearing, you know, their parents talk about. Because if you raise kids that have foundational understandings of these important views, they're they're much more likely to be um, informed and concerned citizens when they're older, and and they're a lot less likely to opt into this kind of two party mindless drone system. Yeah, I think that's that's great. And again, I like hearing that because as somebody, you know, I was a teacher and I have a million nieces and nephews and I'm around kids a lot, but I but I am not a parent. So I like hearing hearing your perspective on that. That's really interesting. But we will leave it there, guys. We will wrap it up. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. And until next time, we will talk to you later. See you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.